This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Brother Dan Mahood. Ephesians 5.20, give thanks always for all things unto God. I think for all things, you know, and you, you kind of think about this, you distill it down a little bit. Like, So two years ago, I, I went to inspect my pickup truck. You know, I brought it in, doggone, before I could get it inspected, I had a leaking axle that was leaking onto my brake pads. They had to replace the axle seal. It's like $1,200. The guy said, hey, you know, it's, you know, think of it this way. It's only two, two car payments. So you could buy a new truck, but, but you'd be paying the other 10 months, you know? And I was like, yeah, you know, be thankful for that. This year I went in to inspect it. Perfect. No problem. Boom. Went right through, you know, I said, hey, change the oil, you know? been 3,200 miles. No, it's actually been 5,100 miles or something, but um, you mind changing the oil? Yeah, nothing to it. You know, should I be thankful for that? Thankful for people who, who did a good job making my truck solid? I think of those stories in, at General Motors. Somebody was videotaping and they caught some people who were, you know, they went on break and they were smoking some wacky tobacco. You know, how good of a job are they going to come back in off a break? How good of a job? How, I Apparently, well, maybe I did get that truck that was made right after they you know, had their break, you know, but maybe I didn't. Should I be thankful for that? What, what did God have to do with that, if anything? But what we can get from these, those are the questions we kind of ask, but what we can get from this is Paul was a thankful person. He told us this so often, as because he was writing advice to churches, right? He's telling us so often to be thankful because this isn't a human, it's not a natural human nature kind of state to be thankful. Our natural human nature state is to be selfish, and to expect things, and to get things, and, and I mean, man, you go to some places, and I, even training up me, it was relentless. Everything I'd, I'd do, or somebody would do for her, I'd have to say, B, what do you say? B, what do you say? And when I started that, when she was about one and a half, you know, I thought, oh, I'll do this for a couple of years, and then I'll have the benefit of having done that, and she'll naturally say thankful, and be thankful. No, man, we still, right up through nine years old, it's like, it's been the, you know, the just our unending pursuit that I want her to be thankful, you know? And, and she, I even kind of feel sometimes her spirit is thankful, but she just doesn't say those words. And I tell her, hey, for me, I get that, but for somebody who doesn't know you well, you have to say these words, that you're thankful. But Paul was a thankful person, and it's not a human nature trait, and that's why God told him to tell us, Paul, the apostle of the Gentiles, tell them to be thankful. Tell them to be thankful. Get that ingrained in your, in your nature, to be thankful. These verses also beg the question, how do we get our blessings? How do we get this stuff that we're supposed to be thankful for? Just like I said with my truck. Is it from God or is it from the people? So think of Moses when he was when they were walking around in the wilderness. The people needed food. They weren't even, they were kind of selfish, right? You, you get every, I think I would, everybody would get selfish when you're needing food. When you really need food, you're, you're willing to steal, beg, cheat, lie, whatever it takes to get food. Especially, I can't imagine if your kids need food. So the people started complaining. They complained to Moses. Remember, Moses was getting a little fed up with this even. They complained to Moses. What did Moses do? He went to God. God gave them food. Just boom, gave them food. It's easy to be thankful to God for that. But are we thankful to God for this food? I don't know, because really it came from Kurt's hard work. It came from everybody supporting the church. It came from money, right? It came from people bought those churches. The lights that we have on, these are... The electricity company doesn't say, oh, you're Christian. Hey, no worries. You know, we don't, you don't need to pay that bill. You know, don't worry about that. Need, yeah, no problem. You know, think of Moses when they needed water. The Jews complained to Moses, struck the rock. He was a little frustrated even. <laughs> struck the rock. Water comes out 
water out of a rock in the desert. These are miracles. Manna just comes from heaven. God tells them, don't even store it up for the next day. Just take what you want today. Because if you trust me, I'll give it to you tomorrow. Just given to you. Today, we don't, we're, in, we're in a different time today, apparently. We don't have to build a, an ark to survive because we, God said he'd never flood things again. But he did once. Some people did have to build an ark to survive. It's different. Some people had to not eat a fruit to survive, to stay safe, to stay in fellowship with God. Paul says, if you can bless it, eat it. But we're, in a, we're in a different day today. But there's definitely stuff that can't be quantified with money, right? Like love, good family, um, health. But even health a little bit kind of begs the question. If you have good nutrition, you're probably more likely to have health, better health. If you're, you have decent health care, if we have the modern medicine, well, we can still be thankful to God for this. We can still be thankful to God for all, all the miracles we have and the care that God has given us. But it's, it's easier to be thankful for stuff that's kind of like luck. Like, wow, I could have gone either way, but apparently maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe God did help us come get the better option. We, we never know. But other stuff we can just work really hard for. My truck's only five years old because we work, my wife and I worked really hard so I could get a decent truck. Maybe that's why it's, it didn't break down. Or maybe God said, hey, I'm going to bless you and something was going to break and he fixed it. You know, we don't know. We don't know. But work is not a bad thing. Working hard is not a bad thing. Developing skills is not a bad thing. Adam and Eve worked. In Genesis 2.15, talks about the garden. It says, he put Adam and Eve there to dress it and to keep it. They were farmers. In Genesis 1, before that, God said he made the garden for them to provide food. God was a farmer. Farmers work hard, man. That's a hard job. Jacob and Esau, remember the story? Um, Jacob's a farmer. Esau's a hunter. They both worked hard. They both had private property. Think about this. These are the things that God has given us. These values of private property. They didn't say, hey, are we capitalists? When Esau came back in and he was hungry, did he look at the stew and say, is that really yours or is it kind of a communal stew? No, he said, private property. He said, give me some of that stew like you would your brother. Give me some of that, man. And he said, no, it's mine. He said, what will you trade me for? That's capitalism right there, capitalism. And it even says, Genesis 25, 31, Jacob says to Esau, he says, sell me this day thy birthright. Sell me this day thy birthright. The birthright was private property. The stew was private property. Jacob conniving, but Esau kind of an idiot. He sold his birthright for a thing of stew. Um, what's Paul say about work? 1 Timothy 3, 1, if a man desire the office of a bishop, he desire a good work. A good work. First Thessalonians 4, 11 and 12. And that you study to be quiet and do your own business and to work with your own hands as we command you, that you may walk honestly towards them that are without and that you may have lack of nothing. Ephesians 4, 28. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good. The thing which is good. Paul meets Lydia in Acts chapter 16. He's obviously impressed with her in Thyatira. Thyatira, that's how you pronounce that town. She's a seller of purple cloth, and the church starts in her home. The first church in Macedonia, after Paul's Macedonian call, he sees a woman praying to a single god, monotheism. Most human nature, we kind of tend towards polytheism, a bunch of gods for everything, because we're idiots. 
But this, the Jews were basically the monotheists. They didn't have Islam back then. Muhammad wasn't going to be born for 200 years or 600 years. They, they just had basically monotheists and then everybody else who was doing human nature, which involved a lot of stuff I don't want to say because there's young people here. But, but the work, Lydia was a business person. Acts 18, when Paul goes to Corinth, he starts working as a tent maker with Priscilla and Aquila. It specifically says when he talks about it to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 9.15, he's talking about supporting pastors and how we should be generous. He says that, I have used none of these things. He didn't use these principles that we need to be generous to our pastors and to our church. He didn't want to say that. You know, People would say, of course Paul wants us to be generous with pastors, right? He is a pastor. But he said, I went to work so that you couldn't, you couldn't take my blessing from me. You know, I did my work for God because I love God. When I needed some money, I worked as a tent maker, so you couldn't say that I didn't love God. And I talk about this with the teens a lot. I talk about getting skills with your heads and with, with your hands that are special skills so you can take it with you wherever you go. This is capitalism. Capitalism. So the U.S., we are the most gen, our people in this country are the most generous people in the history of humankind. We are the number one givers of charity, not the U.S. government, the U.S. people. Money, more money is given to good causes for no reciprocating benefit. Charity, true charity. Because if you think about this, what's left? If, you're, if you just have pure capitalism, you have, you have no thankfulness. We're working for everything. My truck didn't break down because of the hard workers in our country that had nothing to do with God. I could think that. And we are starting as a nation to start thinking that way. We're starting to not give thanks to God as a nation. You know, the average. We're not giving thanks to God. This is a pretty bleak outcome. It's a pretty bleak outcome. What's left if we just have capitalism? You know, markets can form for anything. Child pornography. Capitalism has no morals. It'll form a market for it. If the people themselves don't make a law that that's heinous, capitalism will put a supply and demand curve on it, and you'll set up a thriving marketplace of child pornography. What's left of its pure, pure capitalism? And of course, Paul balances capitalism with charity, with great charity. And I think of those toilet paper shortages we had. If people were charitable, that's human nature. Man, some, we get scared of toilet paper, we go out, we buy it all, we hoard it all, right? I've heard stories, even people laugh about it. They're like, I'm still, you know, I still have a huge supply of toilet paper in my garage, and I'm trying to use it all. Charity, you would have gone to Walmart, bought all the toilet paper, and then gone out front and said, as people came out, hey, were you going to buy a thing of toilet paper? Here you go. Here you go. That's charity. That's against human nature. Capitalism is using the best of, of what we have, human nature. God has given us this institution so that we can have the most good produced, so that we can, if we're Christian, if we take care of it, if we are good stewards of what we're given, if we're preaching the word, we're getting people saved, we're preaching our Bible, we're teaching our Bible, people will balance capitalism with charity. And charity teaches thankfulness. That's when you're truly thankful for something, is when you give of your private property to someone who has no way to pay you back. Right? This is what Paul talks about. In First, in first Thessalonians chapter 13, he says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Charity. He says at the end, but the greatest of these is charity. So Paul, Paul, now wonder, it makes total sense. We have Christian foundings in this nation. We are, for as long as they've been measuring it, 
Our people in the United States are the most charitable out of any other country in the world, in the history of humankind. It makes perfect sense because we were we have Christian foundations, and we're throwing that down the tube. We are throwing that down to the tube, and we can look around. We can see it. They, they say socialism, right? Socialism is people giving stuff to people who have need. Socialism is based on need. You get things according to what you need. Capitalism is you get things according to what you produce. So they say, you know, socialism is so compassionate. You're a cold-hearted capitalist. But let's let's look. Socialism's increasing. This communal thoughts are increasing. Selfishness is increasing. When we had the gas scares just the other day, man, I saw almost a near complete breakdown of of civility. Like I went to the gas. I drove by the gas station at like eight o'clock. I was driving B home, and I said, I said to myself, I said, I'm not bringing B in there. And I dropped her off at home and went back. And I was glad I did, man. People were, it was almost, I would have felt better if I was packing a gun. But, but it was almost, we were almost there. We were almost there. That quick gas. We didn't have a little bit of gas. Oh, but what about our supply chain? You know, we don't have to give thanks to God. We have a strong, durable supply chain and, and producers and manufacturers. Yeah. How's that working out for you, bro? We, we were low on gas for like, Three days? Come on. Socialism increases, selfishness goes up, unthankfulness goes up, charity goes down, thankfulness goes down. I've heard a quote, you promise them heaven, and then you can lead them through hell. And I teach us to be all the time, because that was a guy who was a pimp. And he told, he said, runaway girls. He said, that's what you tell them. You promise them hell, heaven, and you can lead them through hell. And that's exactly what Biden is promising us right now. It's exactly what AOC is promising, Mary, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. That's exactly what the liberal theory, that's exactly what socialism is doing. You promise them heaven, you can lead them through hell. And we're kind of going through a little taste of hell right now, right? We've never had, you know, for America for all its faults. And believe me, there's been many. We can talk about those forever. But, but we're, we're being tested, right? They say this pain is worth it. Things will get better. You know, this is just, a, you know, inflation is just, what do they call it? Um, I forget the term, but like it's real. It's just a, a quick little blip, and then we're, then things are going to get better. Trust us. Let's become more socialist, and then we can make this all better. Promise them heaven, you can lead them through hell. We're in the process of it. It's exactly what the devil wants us to think. Don't read your Bible. Don't even waste your time with your Bible. Don't waste your time with it. Sundays you can sleep in. Get more housework done. You don't need church. It's exactly what the devil wants. But the colonists, they had this festival, this Thanksgiving celebration. They had it so that we would be thankful. Thankful to God. You know, and you hear that often. You know, be thankful for the skills of the mechanic who fixed my truck. Where did he get those skills? Well, he worked hard. But also, God kind of gave him that. God gave him that mind to do that. God gave him that incentive to invest in himself when he was young, just like I teach those kids, those teens, get skills in your head and in your hands that are valuable, that not everybody can get. If you have common skills, shucks, there's a billion kids right now, and or half a billion kids in China, who would gladly trade places with you and work for half as much. They would gladly do that. They're starving to death. You get skills, invest in yourself so that you can be charitable. You can't be charitable without having something to give away. 
And so look at this meal. Look at these lights. Look at this is because we were we followed our Bible. We were generous to the church. But Bible believing churches are as socialism increases, Bible believing churches will have a harder and harder time to make it. We'll become less thankful. We'll become more selfish. We'll become closer to that edge of civilization as they promise us heaven and lead us through hell. Stick with your Bible, folks. Stick with being thankful. And that's why we're here. We're thankful to these guys. We're thankful to the church, the pastor. Could have not had this meal and he would have had more money to work with for his salary, for his what he wants to do. But he sees the value in this meal. He invests in it. He invests in us. Um, and, and I'm very grateful. You listen to Brother Dan Mahood. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.